I don't even listen to his podcast, huh? Dude, it's educational. And besides, I've been wanting to listen to this one. Welcome to Idling in the Impala, a podcast by and for lovers of Supernatural and the fanfiction it inspires. I'm Carly. I'm Sandra. And today we are excited to have our guest KJ in the back seat for this ride. They are hosts of the following podcasts, Series of Opinions, Supernatural Opinions, and most recently, Wayward Parents. So KJ, I wanted to thank you for joining us for this episode. We're hoping to learn a lot from you because it seems like you do a lot in terms of podcasting and so many podcasts <laughs> now, i do have all those right correct because like, i went yeah those are all research. correct <laughs> okay so i kind of wanted to ask what possessed you to start a podcast entertainment like all of this stuff because i know the way we came about it was very like i can't say organic but kind of like one thing after another so i'm just interested like when and how did you get started with podcasting, especially like how it all ends up being supernatural. Related. Yeah. Um, honestly, I didn't even discover podcasts probably until like 2018. Okay. Um, so all of this, like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, and then I started working a factory job. Um, so then I was like, okay, I need something for eight hours a day. So I started mm-hmm. listening to podcasts and I was like, you know, what? I could do this. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah. um, I, I hadn't really planned what I was going to do. Then I thought I was going to do a Grace Anatomy podcast. And then the pandemic happened. And I was like, okay, I still really want to do this podcast, but I'm not going to do it unless I have friends. So I like reached out to my friends, Faith and Moira. And I was like, listen, I'll do this podcast. I just need the two of you there to be like also involved <laughs> so that I am accountable to another person <laughs> for getting this stuff done. So we started Series of Opinions in 2020. And we did that for about a year and then we decided to take a break and we haven't really come off that break yet. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in the meantime, when we were going into that break, I was like already like six months into planning. I want to do a supernatural podcast because I had finished supernatural and then um, w- went to like a two day like fever dream where I like planned out a whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's <days>. awesome. <laughs> I finished the season 15 uh, finale at like one in the morning. And then I watched Mystery Spot and then I was like, I'm going to make a podcast. And I woke up the next morning and like spent the next two days like planning out <laughs> and I didn't do anything with it for like six months. And then we were going on to this break with series of opinions and I'm like, now's the time. So okay. we started recording that and then the Winchesters was announced and I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to cover that. And I don't know how, but by then I'd made so many other friends in the supernatural podcasting community that we all just kind of came together on that. And now we're three seasons into supernatural opinions and we're caught up. Uh, we're on hiatus at the moment from the Winchesters, but it's coming back in like two weeks and mm-hmm. we're excited to see where that goes. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of the planning of it, like that, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew as soon as you said that, I was like, this is my life now. She's going to plan shit months in advance. Go no, so no, I'm just, I'm curious, like, because I, I think a lot of people don't, don't understand like really what has to happen behind the scenes and how much time, at least I know for us, like the time and effort that's involved in coming up with ideas, oh, yeah. reaching out to people that, you know, might want to come on to chat about supernatural and like, how are we going to break up? How are we going to lay out, um, like say a season? I mean, your uh, supernatural opinion seems to be very much 
uh, like a, a recap rewatch, but then you also intersperse like discussions about certain topics, you know, that you might've been yes. wanting to, to talk about. So was it initially planned as just a rewatch recap or like, what was your thought process? And when you say you spent like two days, like, were you making tables? <laughs> what did that look like? <laughs> kind of, yes, on the tables. Um, so those two days were pretty much mostly spent um, like figuring out how many episodes of Supernatural there were. Um, I could have Googled this, but I like, <laughs> wrote, I wrote, I wanted all the episodes like in front of me. And so I wrote them out by hand and I was like, okay, so there's 327 episodes. Um, and like, how do I want to do them? Like, mm-hmm. what, what do I want to do with them? And then I was like, well, there's these like overarching like topics that I also really want to talk about. And a lot of those two days was coming up with discussion topics. So mm-hmm. the way that our podcast works is we do four recap episodes where we recap one episode of Supernatural per episode. So, and then uh-huh. on the fifth episode, we do a discussion topic and the discussion topic can cover all the seasons. It doesn't matter where we are in the show um, recap wise. Um, which is great. It does mean that it's going to take us an extra 80 episodes to cover the show. <laughs> mm. So you're going to be um, in like 400 plus episodes then. Yeah, we are yeah. going to hit mm-hmm. 400 before okay. the end. Okay. Um, it'll be 2030 at least, uh, assuming that nothing between now and then goes wrong in my life. Oh my gosh, you've got it. Okay, so you've literally, you got it like on a calendar and everything. Like this oh, yeah, is how long have, we're going to uh, be going. Wow, okay. Yeah, I, I have an Excel spreadsheet that I used to manage. <laughs> Oh, they, they're familiar. We, we got, we have them as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a lot of my two days of planning was that, and then a lot of it was also bugging my friends. My friends were just starting Supernatural um, mm-hmm. on Series of Opinions. We'd done a series where each of us picked a show for the other two to watch that they hadn't watched before. And we each watched one episode and talked about it. And okay. I'd picked Supernatural and I picked uh, season one, episode 18, something wicked as my episode. And so my friends had, we'd done that like literally the same week that I finished Supernatural. So they were just starting. They maybe watched an episode or two each. And I was like, I really want to do a Supernatural podcast. Like, mm-hmm. but they were just starting out. And then uh, I was like, I had a few other friends who had kind of like stopped watching Supernatural or um, were like caught up to like season 13 or 14. And I was like, I just need people to agree to do this. And then I like realized that that was not, I didn't have enough friends. (laughs) 400 episodes. I didn't have enough friends and I didn't have enough friends who specifically were interested in Supernatural. And so I was like, okay, I got to go make friends. So I got on to (laughs) I had heard yep. that uh, after Tumblr, uh, everyone had moved to TikTok and I was like, okay, cool. So I got onto TikTok. I created a TikTok account and I was like, hi, I'm KJ. I want to make a Supernatural podcast. I love Supernatural stuff. And I just started making Supernatural videos. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> by the time that like six months had gone by, I had made a few friends who were interested in uh, being on the show. So I was like, okay, we're going to do it. We're just going to start and we'll see what happens. And some episodes were just uh my friend Meredith and I and Meredith eventually sometime in those six months was like actually I would like to do this every single week and I was like perfect okay <laughs> yay so once I knew I had at least one person and then I could just make friends along the way to come on for the rest of the episodes I was like great let's just <laughs> let's just start this and see what happens <laughs> Aw, that sounds great though I mean we That's have awesome. not even <laughs> we have not even thought about TikTok <laughs> I don't even think that's uh it so TikTok really is like a great, it's a great place for like, see, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot older. I feel <laughs> than you. So TikTok, is that a good place to like network and stuff for, for podcasts? Yeah, actually it, it is kind of, um, 
I'm at uh, August from uh, Saving People Queering Things, and uh, they introduced me to Beth and Jamie from Driving Fix the Podcast. Okay, okay. And uh, we just kind of, from there, just kind of made a bunch of friends. Nice, nice. Carly, we may not be alone on this island. We <laughs> may need to start. No, I'm, I'm, watch, I'm watching my future, and I'm thinking, <laughs> how much of this can I outsource? <laughs> to my husband, who is a prolific TikToker, mm, I'd be like, okay. "Baby, baby, you want to do some? You want to do some social media? For the <laughs> get, get on TikTok, do this." <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that's where we need to go. Yeah, oh, no. I would not consider myself to be a great uh, social media person. Um, mm-hmm. I gave up on Instagram somewhere around when we hit the beginning of season two. Mm-hmm. Um, one day, I'll go back and I'll like backlog all of the episodes we put out since then on Instagram, so I can keep posting. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> But, you know, it, it is just good. And I think the thing about TikTok is it has that kind of audio component that Twitter doesn't have. So if you mm. yeah. have like a podcast, you can, you know, if you're talking about a specific moment in Supernatural, you know, make a video with that moment and put your put your audio if you're talking over, like about it over top and you're good to go. Okay. Interesting. That's something we might have to put on our next mm. meeting agenda. So how much time do you think you spend weekly? on the podcasts that oh, you're oh my goodness uh, <laughs> way too much uh if you ask anybody um mm-hmm. who doesn't have a podcast <laughs> <laughs> um notes are usually depending on the topic um if it's a recap usually an hour and a half to two hours just to watch the episode and take notes on it mm-hmm. um and then recording is usually between an hour and two hours we try not to go over an hour and a half if we can avoid it but sometimes Mm -hmm. the discussion is really good yeah yeah Um, or you just like to talk to each other and it ends up taking a lot longer yes (laughs) yeah it's an hour and a half to two hours of like it's an hour to two hours of recording Mm -hmm. um and then there's a good 30 minutes usually before we start recording where we're just hanging out on zoom yeah yeah (laughs) yeah we yeah. had to pencil in additional Zoom dates for that because we were like, we're going to get shit done. <laughs> it was really bad when we started to waver parents because um, we would talk for like two hours before every mm. single week. And then, like we would be, because we are all in different time zones, it would be really late for me. We would mm-hmm. start at like 7 p.m. for me, which would be like morning for Beth and like afternoon for August. And, mm. you know, next if we spend two hours, we're not actually starting till 9 p.m. And then it's yeah. like 11 p.m. when we're finishing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so we've learned that we can't do that. We have to not. <laughs> That. Oh yeah, we we went through those days of being like, we need a timer. That's yeah. that's what we need. We need a timer. I did do that a couple of times, and I was just like, you know, I'm just gonna set it for like an hour and then wait and see. And then yeah, usually it was be like, okay, we we need to try to like wrap wrap up soon. But sometimes it's just, again, I think like you said too, making friends, you just end up. Mm-hmm. It's a nice escape too from yeah. like just mm-hmm. what's normally going on. So it's catch up time, and then it's recording time, and then it's. And especially too, sometimes like meeting new people, it becomes very, just very, very like fun networking. Like I've never mm-hmm. thought networking was fun, but this becomes like a fun, fun, fun sort of networking situation. I want to know, what do you wish someone had told you before you started a podcast? Um, that once you have one, you're going to want more, <laughs> uh, which is why I have <laughs> three. So like tattoos. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, oh. Also, uh, how much time editing was going to take. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure uh, if you are good at editing um, and you have a good setup, it is 
quick and easy but honestly for us because we're we, you know we're reaching out and we're talking to just you know fans who don't have podcasts they don't they've mm-hmm. never been on a podcast before they don't have the setups to mm-hmm. um you know always make it sound great and especially mm-hmm. in the beginning when I wasn't using zoom I was using another service like sometimes mm-hmm. the audio was just really hard to work with and editing just took forever even mm-hmm. now I feel like it takes a long time mm-hmm. yeah um, I don't think editing's ever I don't, I mean, I've, I've tried to start like taking notes. Like if I know that notice there's something that I probably want to go back to, like when we're recording, then I'll try to like write myself a quick note, like, you know, remember, like, you know, this happened, or this is probably going to have to get taken out or, or that kind of stuff. But sometimes when you're in it, I just, I don't necessarily catch it, um, you know, either. And I'm like, I got to go back and listen to the whole thing. Um, especially when we have, um, normally it's just Carly and I for a lot of the episodes, but when we do interviews, I kind of really want to make sure I'm sort of listening to all of it. Like sometimes I can skip, you know, like through as I'm editing for an episode where no red flags came up in my mind, but then otherwise I'm like, and then I ask Carly, Carly, can you listen to this before, you know, before Mm -hmm. it goes up just to have another set of ears? Um, Like, does anything seem like it should get taken out or stuff like that? But yeah, editing and all of that, just like tweaking certain things. Yeah. (laughs) I have a pretty uh, grown up job, like my day job. And so mm-hmm. I am pretty careful about the kind of jokes that I mm-hmm. allow. Um, you know, I, and sometimes I'll allow them like in the moment. Um, mm-hmm. But then when I, I'm editing, I'm like, oh, that that was funny, but I'm not going to leave it in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just in case, you know, someone from my work here's it. Um, I have to do a security check every, uh, like five years and I have to hand over all my like social media handles. So like, Oh, wow. Oh, just so someone is, I don't know how closely they get checked, but I know that they, they could get checked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I want to make sure that, um, anything that I'm putting out there is, you know, reasonably even keeled. <laughs> well, very good. Very, yeah. very, very good. Yeah. Very responsible of you. I don't think we've done <laughs> We, we don't have we don't have those kind of restrictions we we're allowed to be awful um but there are also just uh certain like aspects of fandom uh yeah. that I don't want to um be involved in um mm-hmm. I made that mistake early on um, okay in the first like I want to say six months that I was podcasting um okay. I you know put my foot in it on Twitter a little bit mm-hmm. um and for two days um some Winces shippers made my life awful okay uh, okay. For like a solid 48 hours, uh, my Twitter was a hot mess. And I was okay. like, that was unpleasant. I would like to avoid doing that again. Okay. Because I think it's, I, I know fandom in general can be very um, uh, shitty sometimes. Like, you know, it's just, it, there's, yeah. there's a lot of inability to kind of, I think, just listen to another person's point of view and just kind of take it as that and not a personal affront. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's, it's interesting and I guess you can't really avoid it, right? Like being on, um, um, you know, providing all of this sort of like information and like opinions, you know, (laughs) opinions are going to differ. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, uh, when I named the show, I really did just want to match it to uh, a series of opinions. Um, but as we've got on, like, I have very strong opinions on certain things, but mm-hmm. like, sometimes my guests come on and they don't share those opinions and that's mm-hmm. totally fine. Um, yeah. we have, we've had guests on who like, didn't feel like they had seen any evidence of Dean being by and like, that was fine. I was like, okay, like, 
if you listen to what we've said in other episodes, mm-hmm. uh, I think not this one that we're currently recording, but other episodes, like mm-hmm. we've talked about some, some incidences um, mm-hmm. where we think that that's a really clear reading, um, but you still, you, you can look at our reading of it and just disagree and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah, don't have to get mean about it, right? Thing, yeah. it. You know, you can just, it's, it's an opinion and you can just go, mm-hmm. well, I see it this way and it, it's open for interpretation. Yeah. I think and as since- long as your opinion isn't in some way um, like harmful, go mm-hmm. ahead and have it. Whatever it is, it's good. As long as it's not harming anyone. And um, like, and there definitely are some opinions that can be harmful, um, especially when we're talking about like queer identities or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in this fandom, incest is a pretty, uh, there's a, there's a big, there's a big group that ship incest and like, mm-hmm. The implications of like being just chill about an incest ship is, you know, heavy for some people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess I wanted to ask too, like, we'll talk about discussions and the conversations that you've had with, you know, um, your co-hosts and other guests on there. I was very interested in some of those because I know you've had things where you've talked about like the boys inherent uh, white privilege, like road tripping around the country. And mm. I listened to one of your love languages on the characters. I thought that one was really great. I, I think we're going to probably do something kind of sort of similar to that. Um, but I wanted to know, like, what were some of your your favorite topics to discuss about, about Supernatural? Um, yeah, I mean, the love languages one was so fun to do. Um, and that one came about really organically um, through TikTok. Um, I had met uh, Julia, who's one of the guests, um, who since like pretty much left the fandom, uh, but was around a lot when we were doing uh, season one. And we had just like made a few TikTok comments back and forth on each other's videos about love languages in a particular episode. And I was like, hey, I want to do a whole episode on this. Like, please come on. And like, that was so fun to do. Um, another favorite discussion topic I had was our, we just did like a head cannons episode where I just had a few people on, um, to talk about head cannons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have and that like, one listed that actually. So Cause fun. I was like, what are some of your personal head cannons about supernatural? <laughs> that was one of my questions. Um, like, is there, cause I guess to me, like head cannons, I, I kind of, I'll, I'll get them a little bit confused over time. Like I'll try, I have to try to remember, like, what is my head cannon about a certain character, but it hasn't necessarily been you know, out and out stated or reflected or mentioned. So Carly and I will have discussions a lot because we do a lot of fan fiction too. And we're like, did we see this on the show or is this a fan fiction thing? <laughs> that happens so much. Yeah. So much. And I'm like, and there are definitely wait. some things in fandom that have become fanon. Like they are just like accepted uh, more or less universally. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For, um, so I guess too, like your, um, your head candidate. So do you consider seeing Dean as bi a headcanon? Um, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, I no told them they would be questions like that. <laughs> I just thought of it since we were having this discussion. I don't personally see it as a headcanon. Um, okay. I see it as like a, I don't know where I draw the line between like interpreting the text versus like a headcanon. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But to me, there is a difference and I couldn't say what that difference is but to me like db by falls into like a interpretation of the existing canon okay yeah because i feel there's enough evidence in canon to back me up on it <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i think carly I, I mean i think that i've kind of been leaning towards the he's bisexual. i i'm of the head canon that he 
he's bisexual, but maybe like hasn't like come to terms with it, like on the show and almost like, uh, you know, maybe he's dabbled and maybe he hasn't, but you know, like that's like my kind of interpretation of that. Carly, I, I feel like, are you of the mindset that he's not or cause we've talked a lot. No. I'm I'm of the mindset that Dean's quite a hedonistic person and I don't mm. think he would draw arbitrary lines like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not like it, it's not so much that I'm like yes Dean is bi I'm just like I don't I think he is because I don't think he truly has a preference. He's in mm. it for mm-hmm. a good time. Mm-hmm. And whether that's with a, a man or a woman is utterly irrelevant to him so Okay. Yeah, uh, I would also just like to clarify, like I just go, I default to Dina's by, um, because like that is like kind of like the most common phrasing of it. But like anything under the queer umbrella is totally fine. Um, I'm also by, so like I just kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that is the, that is the thing. But like I, honestly, like, if people are like Dean Winchester's gay, I'm like, okay, cool, yeah, like that is that is a valid interpretation as well. If you want to, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like any, anything under the like, queer full- umbrella. Um, F- fully gay though because i don't I, I, i've definitely I seen like, that before <laughs> i feel um, like i watched 15 seasons of a show <laughs> where he fucked pretty much anything in a skirt so exactly um and i, I think that you know like cassie and lisa exist uh <laughs> yeah i would i would not fall all the way over and be like no no he's definitely gay like but there are definitely people i've met mm-hmm. who uh who do uh have that like interpretation and i think that that's great honestly mm-hmm. as long as we all agree he's not straight it's all good <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it it's it's all it's all a personal interpretation isn't yeah it? it's you know as long as as long as we're not out here going you're wrong and your opinion is wrong and you deserve to be hated for your opinion mm-hmm. exactly as long as we're nice about it <laughs> yeah and i guess my like in in my mindset the reason i think that like he may be bi, but may not have ever like acted on it like full on, I think might be because of the most wonderful parenting by John Winchester. And that, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a lot of baggage on top of it already. But then you add this, um, what does it mean to be a man sort of scenario? And like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. I guess where my head canon kind of like fits fits that into the, you know, the 15 seasons that we were kind of given um for his you know arc uh, of a character mm. for dean um so that's uh, yeah that's that's probably that's kind of mine um so is is there is there a headcanon that you will die on a hill to protect <laughs> like if you were having to go into like a a debate with somebody is there some is is there any headcanon are you pretty much like um i mean i'm pretty like willing to go with the flow for the most part but uh-huh. um the headcanon's probably like the most near and dear to me. It's so silly, but it's it's the Sam Winchester and uh like like loves like plants. Um and oh. he had plants with Jess, and it's that he and Cass start a garden uh postseason 15. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh my god, that's oh my gosh. Now wait, you've got now you've got to like explain this one to me now. So Sam's so um, I, I will say right now, I am not the like I'm I'm the dean person, Carly's Sam. Um, the the Sam plants. Explain that to me. Like where where is that? Where is that in? Where did you see like um, little somethings of that that made you come up with that? Um, so it kind of started with I wanted to do a supernatural rewrite, and I so I was really like I wanted to like have a little bit more Sam and Jess at the start. Mm-hmm. 
Um, not a ton because I was going to kill Jess off. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it's fa- it's a fairly canon compliant ish uh, fic. So yes. I was like, I was like, okay, like Jess has to die to get all this stuff in motion. But um, I-, I wanted Jess to be like a person. And so I was like looking, like I was pausing the uh, pilot and I was like looking at the different things in their apartments. And I'm like, they have a lot of houseplants. And I was hmm. like, what if those yeah. are Sam's houseplants? <laughs> okay. Um, also, um, I feel like I've like maybe improved this slightly uh, with the in- addition of the Winchesters into the canon uh, universe. Uh, we recently learned that you could put demons into plants. Oh, that's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like Sam would learn how to do that at some point. Okay. <laughs> feels very yeah. like witch Sam. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you, do you like the witch Sam? Do you, is, is that like? I do. Okay. I do. Yeah. I do too. Um, yeah. I kind of like you can it. see me. <laughs> I kind of wish that they had done it sooner. Um, mm-hmm. And also just like, I, I just really feel like Sam would, after so much like death and destruction, really like to just grow something. Nurture mm. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so in for this. My head's gone. <laughs> like it's all the way out there with this beautiful little image and he's a garden and it's sunny. And oh, it's so fucking cute. I love that so much. Yeah, I'm fully on board. You saw me on that one. 100% <laughs> Samuel's plants. Yep. Uh, are there any, um, I, I I touched a little bit on how much Carly and I hate John Winchester and his parenting. And we had an episode, uh, Battle of the Dads, where we were like, which one's the better dad, John Winchester or Bobby Singer? And there was like, no, it just, no contest. There, was, there was no contest with that. Um, and I think I was just listening to listening to Bad Day at BlackRock. Um, you and your guests were talking about all of the secrets that John keeps from the boys. And I know that's something that Carly and I have hammered on quite often and how how much it isolates them from even the hunting world at such at such a young age. Like I mm-hmm. was going back and really watching it and thinking about it and how they really didn't even know about the hunting. Like the hunter world was really kind of mm-hmm. kept mm-hmm. from them for his benefit. Um, like overall, like thoughts on, on John, like in general. Yeah. Um, I think John is a super complex character and a super bad father mm-hmm. <laughs> just generally. Um, I think, um, something I maybe wasn't super willing to uh, like look too deep into before the Winchesters was the idea that John could be more than just the bad father. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And like that him being a, like, I was really worried when we got the Winchesters that they were going to excuse John's behavior. And that has not been the case. Uh, mm-hmm. They've done a really good job at actually setting up some of the things that we see John do later. Mm-hmm. Um, just in like little ways that John reacts to different um, things, even, even like now. the obsessive yeah. behavior, right? Like I immediately yes. clocked the obsessive behavior with like how he was intent on finding out what happened to his dad. I'm like, boom, what happened to Mary? How did that yeah, happen? He's like, obsessive. Yeah. He's violent. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that I think is really interesting about John in particular is like, he could have just let the kids go and live with literally anybody else. Mm-hmm. And they would have had a more stable life. Bobby clearly was interested in the job. And John just like can't let that happen. Like he has this like pride mm-hmm. in being a father, um, even though he's doing such a bad job. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but he's also just a character who's in a lot of pain like john's whole plan is he's gonna find the thing that killed mary and he's gonna kill it and he's gonna die doing it like he does not have a plan for living past that point at any point but like yeah especially by the time we get to season one um it's very clear that he doesn't plan on surviving and like that's really interesting too like if john had somehow managed to find the yellow eyed demon when the kids were young like John's plan was still probably the same was to die killing the thing that killed Mary like he just has no interest in living without her and I think that that's that's a lot of pain for a person to have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 oh no I'm I'm fully with you he's a very very flawed very damaged person but he at any point could have given his children a better life and he mm-hmm. chose to keep them with him and keep dragging yes. them around on his vendetta I hate yeah, him, which is so fucking His disowning of Sam when Sam wants to not be a hunter is just so awful. Yeah. And the way he expects Sam to be the one to repair the relationship, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Sam never called, Sam never reached out. And it's like, you were the parent and you said, don't come back. So he didn't, like, yeah, you, you closed the door. Like, phones mm-hmm. work both ways, my guy. Yeah, we have yeah. a whole episode on this. Also. <laughs> We also have a whole thing on this after a um a listener contacted us and was like, so here are my thoughts on John. And we were like, cool, we'll discuss your thoughts on John. And it was basically me going, I see where you're coming from, but no. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, I would say John apologism is one of the things that aside from like blatant like racism or homophobia or whatever, that I like if I if I see it on any of my social medias, I'm going to fight you. Like generally I'm pretty easygoing. Um, like we can have a difference of opinions, but John apologism is one that I will generally uh fight people on. Uh, just because I think it's really dangerous to ignore the fact that John is an abusive father. Like this children are in an abusive situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even if I know a lot of people are like there's evidence of John hitting but that's hitting them it's not really explicitly in canon but even just the neglecting them leaving them alone for days at a time at such a young age that is abusive yeah and absolutely. I think that people's inability to recognize that uh makes me nervous well, yeah because <laughs> it says a lot about just, the society in general like too mm-hmm. like what's considered abuse like you know like it's yeah. like there are many many forms of it and unfortunately I think I think the boys got all of it Most like of in it. some yeah. form or even another if you, uh, even if you you know don't have children and you, you don't have any children in your family you are around a lot of children you probably know at least a child mm-hmm. peripherally and you know it would be nice if you can just be like these are also abusive um and like acknowledge that uh no matter how good looking you might think jeffrey dean morgan is or how <laughs> redeemable you might find him for some reason um yeah like, I, I will say interact with <laughs> I, I will say our our lovely listener who keeps in contact with us was not a john apologist whatsoever she was just offering a different opinion and it was it was really welcome it was really valid but i'm just like no fuck that guy. No. <laughs> you, cannot, you cannot redeem him in my eyes he sucks yeah so he's hard. awful <laughs> terrible terrible parent I also find it interesting too, like you were talking about you know how john didn't have an exit plan and was just like you know i'm i'm pretty much clocking out after you know I figure out what happened or how I've revenged you know avenged Mary do you feel like he had differing viewpoints of Dean and Sam too like do you think he expected Dean to maybe like fall on the sword with him but like expected Sam to still have a life outside of that or do you think like talking about the boys in general because I know I'm just very I get so upset seeing 
how little of a childhood Dean was given and how he had to parent and take on a lot of the emotional weight of it as a child. And I'm just, I see a very like, almost like just a difference of what each son, what their life trajectory was going to be, I guess, in a way. Uh, I don't know if you had any thoughts on that one. Um, I have a lot of thoughts actually on how the boys are raised um, and what John's kind of like plan was for them. I think it changed over time. Um, I think when the kids were really young, John did kind of want them out of the way. And I think as they got older, John started to realize he did need more of a plan. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think when Sam left, John's like before Sam left, uh, John's plan was for both of them to be there. Um, when this showdown goes down and maybe they live and maybe they die, but they're adults. So he's, you know, done his job as far as he's concerned. And I think Mm -hmm. he definitely expected Dean to be with him um, up to a point. I don't know. I don't really know. I can't remember if it's actually stayed in canon, what the like kind of trigger point was for when John's like, oh no, I actually have to like be as far away from my children as possible to the point where I'm not going to call them and pick up the phone and tell them anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to, you know, like let Dean wonder if I'm dead or alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Which is also horrible. Um, and then not parents. pick up the phone when my yeah. youngest son calls to tell me that my oldest son is actively dying. I'm just going to. Yep. Just going to ignore gonna that gonna phone call. Yeah. Ignore the call, not check my voicemail, just be fucking in upset. Fuck John Winchester. <laughs> Carry on. I'm sorry, Carly. <laughs> son calls me in tears because uh something's haunting the house where his mom died uh just I'll show up but I'm not going to tell them that I'm here I'm just gonna like lurk in the shadows and not communicate with them yeah um but yeah I I think that after uh Jess died um I think when they did meet up with John again um John maybe realized that Sam was also willing to die for the cause Mm-hmm. And I think then uh, plans sort of maybe changed again, which is why he reaches back out to them for the last like couple episodes of season one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think my my vibe is that he kind of expected all of them to go down with the ship. Like they yeah. were supposed to be as invested in this vendetta because it was your mom, guys. And then yes, obviously Jess course. died, and he uh, could he could get Sam on board with like, oh, well, what about Jess as well? Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think the I, end I do was. Think that- yeah, and I do think that Dean had a genuine interest in vengeance for Mary, but Sam just clearly doesn't. There's no attachment to Mary. Mm-hmm. Like she's a photograph. She's a story. Um, she's something she's a that he stick to beat him over the had. head with. Yeah, he's never actually had her. He has no memory of her. Mm-hmm. Um, like she just is a thing that other people have that he doesn't. He's a thing that John and Dean both miss in his life, but. Once Jess dies and that loss is real for him, um, as much as it is for John and Dean, I think that is when like John's like, okay, yeah, we're all on board, we're all doing this. And then Dean kind of comes out of left field and is like, uh, it's actually not worth dying over. Mm-hmm. When in yeah. John and Sam's minds, it totally was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any because uh, I, I always think about this. Um, do you think that John learned right away like what Sam's part in all of like the apocalypse and Azazel was, do you feel like he learned that early on or do you think maybe it became something that he, you know, maybe when Sam was a teenager or whatever? Cause I just find that to be like the ultimate bit of information that should maybe yes. be given to your son, you know, especially <laughs> if it comes to the point where he's getting 
ready to leave, go to college, won't have you there, um, you know, to protect him. Yeah. We talked about it though. Telling Sam that would have got in the way of his tantrum. I know, but I'm still He was invested in that tantrum. (laughs) He was committed to the bit. I want to know, like, do you think it happened? Like, did he piece all this together right away? Because I've heard that you've like read the accompanying John Winchester journal, which I have not. And I don't know if that's stated in there. And if it is, like, is that something you agree with? really early in the journal. Um, Okay. In the journal- uh, weird stuff starts happening to Sam when he's a child. Like Sam's like a chronic nightmare haver pretty much from the start. But mm. when Sam's about seven, um, he gets he almost gets kidnapped by one of his teachers, and there's some there's a hunter following Sam around, uh, trying to kill him, kind of like Gordon Walker style. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh Sam maybe kills a psychic that John knows. Uh John leaves Sam with a psychic. And he comes, he and Dean leave and he comes back an hour later and Sam's sitting on the front porch and his psychic friend is completely dead. Hmm. And, um, and like Sam has no idea what happened. Uh, but like kind of the theory is either that a demon killed the psychic and left Sam alive for some reason, or Sam was involved or Sam somehow killed this demon at age seven. But uh, that psychic friend of John's had been in a coma and then suddenly woke up out of the blue like nothing happened uh Mm. just to talk to john about sam and he used the phrase special child um so the first instance of the phrase special child was used when sam was like seven years old back in like 1991 (sighs) and And so this kind of stuff too was just not even given like to dean either right like none of that okay jesus yeah uh, (laughs) dean Dean ends up committing a murder uh because dean is like 11 okay. and uh that hunter that's following them that thinks that sam's like supernatural and and or whatever is like gonna kill sam so dean kills him he's hmm. 11 years old um it's really traumatic for everybody oh gosh <laughs> it sounds it jesus and like it, it's like it like literally like a month of 1991 is like this whole like saga of sam like being special and um and so like if that is I don't know how much of like, you know, cause some things in the journal like do directly like conflict with canon. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, it really depends how much you want to accept the journal as canon. Um, so I'm not sure if that was like the intention that mm-hmm. Eric Kirby had when he wrote like the season two, like if you special can't say children, Sam, you have to yeah. mm-hmm. special children thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think it was, it was before, um, like, I think that John knew that for a while, maybe not everything, but definitely knew something. Um, and I always think about in like uh, the episode where John dies and like Dean is like in a ghost form and Dean like smashes the glass off the uh, like table when Sam and John are yelling at each other. Um, John then like really it's like his last words to Dean are like if you can't save Sam it's, you're gonna have to kill him because John didn't know that Dean was a ghost and mm-hmm. uh, he thinks that Sam threw that glass um, with his brain. Mm. Oh okay interesting. Oh. That's interesting. But yeah, I definitely think, I don't know. I don't know if I would like have an exact time, but I do think, and I always kind of like posited part of a theory that like John went missing on purpose in season one. And I think maybe part of the reason why he went missing so close to where Sam lives is I think- Was to have Dean go after? Do you think it was because you- uh, Yeah, mm -hmm. I think he wanted Dean to reach out to Sam. Um, Mm, Yeah. mm, Because heaven forfend- 
we allow our yeah. child to have a normal fucking laugh. If you're going missing on purpose, you can choose to go missing wherever you want. Yeah. The last place you were could be anywhere you want it to be. Um, and he chose somewhere that was like within driving distance of of Sam's college. Yeah, yeah. And if he couldn't make the if he couldn't, you know, make the concession to actually reach out, he knew he knew Dean, Dean probably would. would. Yeah. Ah, the manipulation, just that part of it is just so beyond irritating to me. Like even um, the one mention where I think it might be in home or maybe it's early on in even before that in season one, where Sam didn't even know that Dean was the one that took him out of the house. Like, yeah, I that think was home. John was, John was fine with like, making the the rewriting of the of the story be like oh well you know john john got them all out when really it was dean and i'm just like it just makes you wonder you know how much and even how much he manipulated well, i know he manipulated dean a lot but just how much of the manipulation just to keep them in in check you know oh yeah and if you look them. at like something wicked where uh like dean as a child doesn't listen to his father he go he just goes out to play arcade games for a couple of hours while mm-hmm. sam's sleeping and then sam almost dies and like john basically uses that for the rest of dean's life to be like hey remember the last time you didn't listen to me and your brother almost died like yeah. you have mm-hmm. to do what i say <laughs> or yeah. else something bad happens to sam like <sighs> manipulation of, yeah. of the children that well, that whole yeah. that whole thing with dean dean carrying out baby sam oh that makes my teeth stand on edge mm. I, ha- I have children and there's like six and a half years between my kids and when my youngest child was born i wouldn't let his brother hold him unless he was sat down with somebody there's no way it's like yeah, two, he's a baby. two and a half years older than dean and i was like <laughs> sit down and you can and i'm gonna be right here and do this i wouldn't have just handed him his brother and gone get out yeah makes my teeth um, edge. i hate it <laughs> yeah and just like and like the fact that like sam hasn't really fully heard that story even though it is like the origin story of like the crazy things that they're like their dad's life mission is based off of um uh, it's just like that we're not allowed to talk about anything that really happened to mary like we're not allowed to talk about what mary was really like mm-hmm. um she's this idealized mother figure um and both I mean Dean less so because when you're four years old you think all adults are are perfect all the time mm-hmm. um but like just the real the, the, the revelation that they didn't have the perfect marriage because I mean that doesn't exist and mm-hmm. the revelation that like Mary was like a very different person than they grew up believing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. evidenced by when she comes back and goes oh sorry <laughs> I, just, I just don't feel like I could be a mom guys but <laughs> oh my god I hate Mary Winchester as well I just don't like the Winchester parents I actually don't um I actually kind of like Mary as a character Um, I think she's interesting um I think it's I think I mean Samantha Smith obviously um you know is a little bit older um she's aged between the pilot and season 12 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but like the reality is that Sam and Dean are older than her when she comes back like her children have out aged her mm-hmm. yeah um, and so like she you know basically like it's like she went to bed and her kids were six months old and four and she wakes up and they're in their 30s they're older than she is now um because yeah. mary's 29 when she dies <laughs> um which is horrible um but also just like 
it turns out that a lot of Mary Winchester's like housewifing was just like never real either. Like a lot of her like home cooking was like from the store. She can't actually cook. And, you know, um, like she's just like, she's a character who like we were all led to believe like was your like stereotypical housewife character. And it turns out she's like super bad at all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's interesting. Um, I do think that her parenting leaves something to be desired. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think that's like an interesting part of her journey I think it's very different than like John who you know just like actively chose not to be a parent I think if Mary had stayed a parent you know eventually she would have had to make a change she would have had to stop pretending to do all this stuff that she can't actually do Mm, yeah Um, but she would have you know evolved with her children um, as opposed to just like showing up and her children have become adults and she's not clear she also yeah. but she also can't treat them like adults because she is still their mother mm-hmm. um yeah yeah, yeah it, I just, it's there's, a court situation yeah there's <laughs> that that it's I, I guess too like like you said her being just immediately like plopped into this new scenario but like all I'm thinking of when she's saying I need time I'm like don't do this to them don't leave them again don't yeah, do this super, <laughs> super hard for them uh obviously yeah. um because they have wanted their mother their whole mm-hmm. life so now she's here and she's not ready for them mm-hmm. um and I think it I I think I think the one thing Supernatural does really interesting is how they give Sam and Dean different traits of both of their parents and how like the running away part and, you know, not wanting to deal with your feelings and how it's, how it happens in different, different ways for Sam and how it happens for Dean and just, you know, the, the Winchester side of it and the Campbell side of it and how you can, you, you can see like Hunter versus men of letters and, and all of that, like how that's kind of like inherent or almost like stuck in their DNA like but yeah. like for me Sam is very much like a men of letters and then Dean is very much like the hunter aspect of it but yet they'll still share different um characteristics of each of the parents like depending on yeah, what's like- going on so th- I I do find that that very interesting you were talking about the Winchesters too so has the Winchesters it sounds like because I know when Carly and I were talking about the Winchester in advance, we're like, oh God, why are they doing this? Why are they doing this about John and Mary? I don't want to hear about John and Mary. I don't want to hear about John and Mary. And then I watched the first episode and I was like, Carly, (laughs) I kind of like, I think I, I think I like it. You know, it's like, and what I hated even more was that, like you said, they were giving me John's backstory where I don't think I could, I can't be an apologist where I can't, reconcile what he did as a father to Sam and Dean mm-hmm. but I understand mm-hmm. how like you said how it built up from what he was like younger and then yeah what's happened I am so interested in your thoughts about how you think it's going to go in the Winchesters where John just doesn't remember any of this stuff anymore like when do you think yeah. that's going to happen? I think it's got to happen soon, like for them to do I a reset or something. Cause I feel like that's got to happen. I think it will be in the very last episode of this season. Okay. Um, so, you know, there's going to be 13 episodes this season. We've seen seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a few more to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it'll be right at the end um, for, you know, the maximum amount of stuff to happen yeah. between now and then. Yeah. Um, I think it depends too on if they get renewed for another season. If they do get renewed for another season, maybe they'll leave it more open um, and they won't 
but really nothing at this point has actually connected to canon there's no indication of anything matching up at this point but everyone keeps saying it will everyone who's involved keeps saying that it will Mm -hmm. match up eventually and I think at this point we just have to hope that it will yeah (laughs) not even trust just hope (laughs) yeah 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 Um, I've I've, you've probably seen it floating around that it's the Winchesters is set in the AU with yes um, I have AU Dean and I was fully on board with this I was well in with this I was like yeah that makes perfect (laughs) sense and then Sandra went but Dean's there and I was like oh fucking hell yeah he is (laughs) it's that theory out the water yeah my thing is I I think what's going to happen I mean I I feel like for for added effect ratings whatever you want I feel like we're going to see I feel like we might see Cass we might see um angel intervention I mean who knows we could even see a Chuck thing but I feel like it's got to be something I feel like it's got to be something where um I just feel like that that meeting at Slaughterhouse Five, like, because I was saying mm-hmm. to Carly too, like in the beginning of the first episode, like they technically did meet for the first time mm-hmm. in Slaughter, like in front of Slaughterhouse Five, and that was like their meet cute. But then they technically yeah. meet again, like in that yeah. way, like kind of in front of it. I said, so I feel like that's like going to be a recurring theme that maybe sticks. Um, but yeah, it's like not the whole story. Yeah, um, but then I'm like, does that some, mean Mary's yeah. going to still know some stuff? And I'm like, that would like really piss me off. <laughs> Because I'm just like, do they all get wiped? Like, does just yeah, does I, John get wiped? I uh the questions. <laughs> I am very curious to see uh what their plan is to handle that. I have no idea what it's gonna be. I like every time I think I can maybe formulate some sort of speculation, I'm like, nope, no, I can't. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's unclear That's, at this time. It's so frustrating because I mean, like the Winchesters, it's not great, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like yeah, on I mean, its, on its own it. it's, yeah it's entertaining yeah. um and it's you know it's a little it, piece it, of the supernatural universe <laughs> but i don't i don't want to put it in the context of the supernatural universe because then <laughs> i see all the inconsistencies and i'm like oh yeah no you could definitely do that with yeah no that's definitely <laughs> ghost possession definitely works like that and you can talk to the girl i think you've confused demon possession for ghost possession i don't want to put it in the supernatural universe because then all that shit annoys me mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's still it's still got that comfort of the universe that yeah. you know it's familiar mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah those little like voiceovers from dean really like make my week <laughs> <laughs> even the even though a lot of times I feel like uh, this Dean, uh, these Dean voiceovers are really fake. I don't know. This might be an unpopular opinion, but like sometimes I'm just like, Dean Winchester would never say that, uh, but here he is saying it. Yeah, I totally um, feel like they just they just had Jensen just just like read through these lines for 15 minutes, and we'll just find a way to like fit them into whatever we're doing with. So even though, I, yeah, it almost doesn't. It doesn't almost they don't feel it, real. They it don't doesn't feel sound like Dean. That's the thing no. to me. Like it's it's kind of weird. Yeah. I'm like, did did Jensen forget how to talk like Dean? <laughs> because it's 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 a little too narrate-y. And I feel like, yeah, I understand he's narrating like three or four sentences, but and the you can still make it be Dean. The things yeah. he's saying in the narration, uh, they don't sound like things that Dean would say. They don't sound like how he would say them. Yeah. Um, you know, and like. But, you know, I, we don't know, we don't know where this Dean is. We don't know what he's doing. We don't yeah. know what his life is like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have thoughts about where he is? Cause we had thoughts. Um, and I know a lot of people have, have thoughts. thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't really uh, like 
solidly made thoughts but I have some thoughts about where I like I kind of want it to be um I do kind of want it to be like heaven or mm-hmm. um stuff and I want it to be heaven like between when Dean dies and when Sam dies yeah because um that's really the only way I can justify Sam not being on whatever mm-hmm. adventure yes. yeah on. <laughs> yeah that's that's where we are oh fully. my god yeah. yes that yeah. was um, I was totally I was... out for the Winchester <laughs> I was she got me into it because I was like mm, nope I still remember Twitter meltdown Jared I refused on principle to watch this fucking show absolutely not and she watched the first episode she was like I think you really like it when you watch it I think this is how it is and I'm like I will accept this if he's if he's in heaven waiting for Sam but otherwise, that's yeah. the only way I could accept it. Yeah, because if I was it's so after mad. Sam dies, then like, where's Sam? And if it's where's Sam dies, then where's Sam? Like, mm-hmm. that's really the only time I think I'm going to be like cool with. But like, mm-hmm. who knows at this point? If, <laughs> at this point, they can't dare say it's, they're going to have to make that canon because they they couldn't dare say anything else. They couldn't be like, <laughs> yeah, no, Sam's in like Cleveland or something. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine Dean going on whatever quest he seems to be on that seems to be like related to their family without Sam being interested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Can you, can you imagine it, Dean, just being like, I'm going to go like spy on our parents for a little <laughs> while and see how that shook out with Sam being like, yeah. Okay. So. I feel like uh, I feel like I'm going to do a crossword today or go for a ride. Yeah, I just, I, we spent a lot of time in the car and I just don't feel like there's this book I've been meaning to get. I just don't see it. It wouldn't happen. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. It's, I mean, Supernatural is just one of those shows, though, that just you you end up building your own, you know, storylines and plots and stuff. And sometimes they're a lot better than what the show yeah. could even come up with anyway. Um, do you so I know we've talked about hated characters. Do you, who are your who are your favorite favorite characters on the show? Um, Obviously, like I, I, I love Sam. Um, <laughs> I'm also a big fan of Rowena and Jack. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'd say like my other like big three characters. Um, Eileen's just difficult because I was like literally talking to one of my friends yesterday who's watching the show for the first time and they just met Eileen and they were like, well, like how long till I see Eileen again? I was like, uh, end of next season. (laughs) (laughs) It's a minute. Like, I was like, really only like in like a few episodes. Like, that's actually like really that's a bummer because she's a great character i think she's a better hunter than sam and dean um, <laughs> by, by quite a lot like if you think of all the times sam and dean have died or had to rescue one another she doesn't have a partner and she can't hear the monsters coming like by default she must be better than them. yeah 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 i do agree she is she's she's got her shit together to right, but you are yeah <laughs> she knows what's happening she knows yeah, yeah, I mean, she doesn't have a she doesn't have a she doesn't have a dean to rescue her. So, and she doesn't have like she can't hear like things sneaking up on her. So she's and like you know most of hunting takes place in the dark. So really, she's down like two senses. Like mm-hmm. she's got to be tough and adaptable. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I don't know, Carly. Do you have any any questions? Because I've kind of like I've been I've been running it for for a little while. No. <laughs> no, I'm gonna throw you right under the bus. No, no. The only the only question I had, um, and it was it was like a while ago when we were talking about like things in headcanons that you accept, and especially Dean being Sam's parent. One of my, I don't know, I don't know whether you call it like a headcanon or like um, you know, like fanon or something like that. But me and Sandra both agree. We think Dean did 
um, I'm trying to think how to word this. Adult things for mm-hmm. money when he was quite young. Yeah, because John also, booked off. I also believe that that happened. Um, oh, that makes me sad. Yeah, I want to meet one person who's like, no, it was fine. That definitely didn't happen. Um, mm-hmm. No, uh, and I think there's like a good amount of evidence for that as well. Um, I think like Dead Man's Blood it is where um, Gene does like the broken down car routine yeah he's like bait uh, yeah yeah Yeah. there's also a deleted uh scene i I don't know if it's a deleted scene or just like a script cut from uh a season 14 episode uh where uh dean like says that he used to do like a similar thing uh with truckers all the time like his dad used to make him do that and Mm. like i don't know i just think i i also agree that like Mm -hmm. john clearly was leaving them alone for way too long and like there's just you got to get money somehow and i definitely think the dean um you know engaged in some illegal activities to get that money yeah 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 i know there was um i find it interesting too like the more i rewatch and you kind of you even if it's not like something that they you know the writers or creators really thought about like even dean's like food insecurity like the way that he eats like right like it's like Both i never used to, yeah it's like it's just it's so very very interesting and nuanced and like it's 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 put in there but it's like you know did you guys really like are we just the ones picking up on her did you guys do this intentionally no, I, yeah <laughs> i love talking about how the winchesters view food um because they're mm-hmm. different but they come from a very similar place mm-hmm. um where obviously like if dean had food um it was going to sam first uh mm-hmm. so that's kind of where dean's comes out more as just any food that exists he must have <laughs> yeah <laughs> even if he could get poisoned by <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just not even a. Uh, oh, uh, I'm locked. I'm I'm in my like teen body, and uh, and there's mysterious cake. I'm just gonna eat that. <laughs> um, but Wait. Sam as well. Um, Sam like, is always about eating healthy, and I think a lot of that is that they the food that they did have when they grew up was like not the most nutritious food. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of diners, a lot of eating out, a lot of takeout. Like it's mm-hmm. like yeah. eating that for an extended period of time is not good for you either. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much what they grew up on. And I think that like part of Sam's like need to eat healthy food is that like now that he's like an adult, he has a little bit more agency over what he eats. He wants the food that he eats to be filling and nutritious and yeah yeah totally got on board with that we were just talking about that we covered the supernatural episode and we were just like you could poison dean so fucking easily <laughs> literally an easiest thing they're like hmm people are dying let's go check out this couple peter brittle yes peter oh, no. brittle it's <laughs> like dean no, these could be the people that are killing people and you're just reaching for their peter brittle i'm like yeah. why are you doing that dude and uh, they were they were pe- they were eating people like those mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, but yeah. he's just, you could just, i he just has very, very low impulse control, I think. Yeah. But I, yeah. I, yeah, then I agree with the food. Yeah. Sam slowly becomes, becoming a vegetarian post-cage, like that is also a thing um, mm. that I love. Okay. It's yeah. It's never really explicitly stated, but like after the cage, Sam very rarely eats meat of any kind and like especially red meat, like has a pretty serious aversion to and like hmm. by the late seasons, like he's eating like meat alternatives like not even meat anymore like yeah interesting yeah yeah i'd never i'd never clocked that that was after the cage it's a it's a like it's a lot like obviously sam's like a like salad person to begin with um Mm -hmm. before that but like if you like watch after like he's 
he's just a little bit weird about it and we have like that scene i want to say like right after the cage where sam's in like bobby's basement and there's just like meat on hooks just like mm-hmm. around him and like i'm i kind of think that those two things are connected hmm. mm, that's so interesting meat on the hooks is i don't really want to know yeah uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah i know because that, that was always one of my questions about like i'm, I'm never going to get to a con but it was always like on my list of questions for jared is like is sam actually fully vegetarian or does he just hate bacon is, is it just bacon <laughs> or is it everything <laughs> You need to go up on a panel and ask that, Sandra. Come on, that'll be okay. A I'll try. I'll try if I ever yeah. get the chance. Um, yeah. I think the one thing I wanted to kind of touch on before we wrapped up to KJ was um, your interest in fan fiction. You said you're working on a rewrite. Um, yes. <laughs> what kind of fan fiction do you like enjoy reading? Um, and then what's like this rewrite about? And I, I heard. I think I heard mention that you do like reading trans Dean. Is that, is that also correct? Or did I, did um, I get that one? Yeah. I, okay. I like uh, trans either of the Winchesters, honestly. Okay. Um, the fic I'm currently writing is a rewrite with trans Sam. Okay. Um, oh. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of, yeah. So like the two big changes going into like the first episode is that uh, is trans Sam and then Dean's kill John before the pilot. Um, oh, wow. Perfect. So you're just, yeah. <laughs> just yeah, like we're throwing gone. everything out the window. <laughs> it's all gone. Um, so Sam doesn't know it. Uh, Sam knows John's dead. He doesn't know that Dean uh, killed John. Okay. Um, so they're like on the like on the quest to uh, find the thing that killed Jess and the thing that killed Mary, um, and also like if along the way we find out who killed John, that would also be great. Like that is also a it's on the agenda. It's not like the <laughs> highest priority thing. And then meanwhile, Dean's like we cannot find out who killed John. <laughs> I could picture that. So so do we have any leads on that? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, no. So there's these omens in the other side of the country to where he's buried. We should probably go and look at that's great i love it it's like yeah i mean you know dad someone he probably worked with someone and they were mad and they just like shot him you know like (laughs) someone shot dad in a motel room where there was a job he probably someone he probably just pissed someone off when they were working a job together and now he's dead don't know what to tell you sam (laughs) yeah so yeah oh my gosh um so are there i mean unless carly's got any other like burning questions I was gonna ask too like what would you what would you like our listeners to know in terms of like where to find you and um anything that we could like we'll definitely put your descriptions and things um like your link tree I think you've got one so we'll make sure that goes in the description as well but just like in terms of because now we know we've got you uh, a podcast wise (laughs) until 2030 so (laughs) as long as nothing changes um supernatural opinions is going to continue but yeah is there anything like in particular you'd like to throw out there I mean, obviously yeah you can find the podcast anywhere where you listen to podcasts um and we were parents as well um so those two just exist anywhere where you listen to podcasts um on ao3 i'm uh supernatural opinions kj um and on tiktok i'm spn opinions kj um other than that um i'm pretty much editing kj on everything else um so if you want to like find like my not supernatural stuff that is where to look um, <laughs> but um other than that like I'm on all the all the podcast social medias which are in my link tree are all run by me so I'm I'm there as well <laughs> okay good no that sounds great um this has been this has been really fun I've enjoyed this I'm hoping yeah. like you know we can I'd love to talk to you again like um thoughts especially like whenever the Winchester's 
stuff breaks and like, you know, yes. what, what <laughs> yeah, actually what is <laughs> like, was anybody right? Were we all wrong? Are we all screwed? Are we all pissed off? Like, what are our thoughts and opinions on, um, on that? But well, yeah, we have this- bingo cards going. So uh, oh, like, there's, wow. like, there's going to be, uh, we're probably going to be putting out, uh, next week, a, um, for when we were recording this, um, we're going to be putting out an episode where we look at our bingo cards and I think we're going to be allowing us to make three substitutions each for the last half of the season. Okay. Um, so if there's something that's already like not definitely not going to happen, uh, we can take it off and put something new in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, we're yeah, we're, we're trying to get a predictions bingo. Uh, <laughs> okay. Is anybody really close hard. yet? Is anybody close I yet? I don't think so. I think okay. there's a couple uh, of us that have like one or two things checked off, but I don't think anyone's super close. Okay. Um, and that's, uh, that's part of Wayward Parents, the Wayward Parents yes. podcast. Okay. All right. Definitely yeah. going to have to like check in on that one then and see about <laughs> that one. Um, but yeah. Uh, so there'll be a record of the things that I guess that were incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we were willing to do that. (laughs) How wrong are we? (laughs) It's been very difficult, especially because we had no idea what the premise of the show was really going to be, aside Mm -hmm. from like John and Mary meet and Mm -hmm. Samuel's missing. Like we had no real premise for what anything else was going to be. So who, who do you, who do you like more on? Like, do you have a a favorite character on the Winchesters um, that you found? Oh, it's Carlos, isn't it? It's hard. To, I mean, it's hard for Carlos not to be the favorite, um, but I am a big uh, Latha fan. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. I think she's delightful. Um, I also think she's like one of the best dress characters. On- <laughs> her outfits are always good. Um, like mm-hmm. her and Carlos really are like little like fashion duo. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the, honestly, everybody's really great on there. Um, everyone's uh, there are some really good acting there's some really good acting happening over there um mm-hmm. just generally but I think everyone's great I'm also a big Millie Winchester stand okay um and yeah. I pretty much have been since like we found out that she was going to be in the show I was like yes I want to know all about John's mom yeah um and I kind of love her um like she's just like she's a mechanic um and which is what my mom was oh, <laughs> ah, nice. so, um, I liked that twist yeah. too because I was totally expecting something else you know with that because I was trying to figure out like the car stuff so having her you know yeah, I like the that. car one yeah oh one more thing does it bother <laughs> you season four in uh, when Dean goes back in time and meets john at the diner and somebody specifically says say hi to your dad i'm like is that yes. going to come like are they going to somehow like rework that in a way <laughs> where it's like maybe millie gets married again or something because i'm like you can't that's what say we, that it does not work <laughs> the, the timeline is really tight between the two so uh the yeah. registers takes place in 1970 um and that episode takes place in 1972 or 73 I think it's 73 I feel like I yeah. thought that I thought the I feel like it's 73 because it's 10 years to 83 yeah um, like it's 10 years to the day um so they don't have a so, lot of time yeah, to figure that they out don't and have I'm... a lot of time uh <laughs> but before the uh before the Winchester started airing over on Wayward Parents we did uh like do like a little like episode on uh that episode and the other time travel episode and the Henry Winchester episode Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. from supernatural and so like when we got to that part uh we did theorize all kinds of things uh we did theorize that john had a stepdad we theorized john had a stepmom mm. um 
Okay. We, we have a few theories. Um, so far, none of those are looking super correct. Uh, that's for this moment. <laughs> we were really, really rooting for um, for uh, Millie Winchester to just have like a delightful life. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Yeah. I'm 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 on board with that, but I think I think the right answer to this will be. They forgot that they said that when they yes. did the Henry Winchester also, episode. Yeah, I also, yeah, just don't think that they, the Henry, like the Henry Winchester, as we came to know him, like in the Men of Letters, just did not exist. That was four years later and they had yeah. completely forgotten. It still yeah, no, makes nobody me mad, remembered though. that throwaway yeah. line. It still makes Even me mad, though, because Billy. I'm like, you've got to figure that stuff out. Like, if you're going to do that, like, you just need to ask a fan that knows everything about it. And yes, they'd be like, no, whole. <laughs> That does not I work. Think any show that runs more than five seasons should um, have a position where it's someone's <laughs> job to uh, to be a super yes, fan. Yes, or just look at the wiki. <laughs> any show that has more than five seasons or has a sequel um, yeah. or a prequel, it should be someone's like job to hire like a super fan to uh, keep the timeline and the details in order. <laughs> yeah. Continuity, yeah. yeah. Yeah, fully, fully agree with that. Just to be like, you said... 14 seasons ago this one thing <laughs> you can't do that because it fucks it yeah no yeah that's that's my theory they just nobody remembered that one throwaway yeah. line from that one episode it was a throwaway like, line and um you can retcon yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm fully on board with millie millie having a a, a nice wife though Come yeah on, right I'm she really deserves it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's had a rough go of it to be honest. <laughs> Bless her. Yeah, no, fully on fully. Maybe on. Ava. I mean, they they seem to have a little bond in one of the episodes that I they were talking about. Yeah. Stuff, um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know, yeah, Carly. You haven't watched the last episode, right? I have not. No. Okay. All right. So I I I, I so want I so want them to watch the last episode because <laughs> I need to talk to them about things that have happened. Okay. Um, okay. I yeah. will. I will bug. I will bug my better half tonight. <laughs> who probably will be fine with it and just be like, I've been told I have to watch the Winchesters. Could we do it now? Yeah, because I do, I, I do like the fact that when they when they when they take the time and they have a writer like Robbie Thompson at least like co-write something, I feel like there's there's some threads that get connected mm-hmm. that make me go, yay, somebody's paying attention, somebody's calling something back and you know, embellishing and 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 making it a bigger part of what it was. So kind of like going back and figuring that out. I really like Robbie Thompson's, like I've, I think every episode he's written um, yeah, he's in Supernatural. Yeah, he's written some really great episodes of Supernatural. He's cre- he, I mean, he created Eileen and Charlie. Like that's yeah. iconic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like some of the best characters. Uh- <laughs> yeah, so I had a lot of hope, I think, you know, before it came, before it came, even though I was like, why are they doing this? But then when I heard that, I was like, okay, well maybe, yeah. maybe that's not just going to be a, and the I'll details that they have kept really consistent, um, like have been important. Um, like I, there was a one particular thing I really wanted to see on the Winchesters, which was John's little music box that Henry mm-hmm. mentioned um, mm-hmm. in his episode. And like when that came back, I was like, yes, because that was like one of the only things that I really, really like needed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to be mentioned. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I definitely, that was like, yeah, I was like, yes. My husband's like, what? I'm like, you don't understand. I'm like, that's so important. It's a thing. And I called it. I was like, I was like, oh, I bet you it's going to be this. Please let it be this. And when it was, I was like, yes. (laughs) Even when we were like doing our like uh, predictions episodes, I was like, I really want the the music box back. And everyone was like, what music box? (laughs) What are you talking about? I was like, 
the Henry Winchester <laughs> music box. And then when we got to the episode, they're like, oh, okay, yes. Okay, I'm on board. Mm-hmm. I see what you were talking about yeah. like three weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, well, KJ, is this has been fun. I I would I would love to be able to like have you back or like if if you'd ever want to have us on on yeah, something, um, let, let me those. know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> fully on board. Fully on board. You can get us. You can get us. Maybe like podcast buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to keep this connection now that we've yes, now that we've established right. it. Because um, yes. you've been you've been great uh, and talking about all sorts of stuff and when we can fan over something that, you know, everybody loves, even if they get, you know, upset. (laughs) It's nice to all come back to the fact that this is, you know, inherently it's, it's a fun thing thing to (laughs) discuss. So yeah, no. um, Yes. Please keep us in mind. I will definitely follow up with you with usernames and stuff. So if you want to give us an invite, we can, we could do that. Cause I'm a little more on the a little more on the lurker side. So it's really takes me a lot to like get out of that. So, um, it, you know, I need to get pushed. <laughs> I need to get pushed. I'm trying. That. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been great. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank really you for joining us. It. Thank you for having me, honestly. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. You're fabulous. Yeah. Come back we, anytime. Yeah, we want to have you come back. Okay, so we're going to wrap up this episode. We want to say thank you to KJ for coming by, talking about a lot of topics, all things Supernatural-related podcasts. I think we've learned a lot, too, and gotten some yes. different opinions, which is always great. Um, but if you want to reach out to us uh, and let share your opinions with us, you can email us at idlinginthimpala at gmail.com or reach out to us on Twitter at idling in the letter D Impala. If you'd like to make your voice a mail, check the description for a link to send us a voice message. And you can also find links to our personal socials and our AO3 accounts in the description. And there's a link to my author website, which has my original fiction. Also in the description, you will find a link to our Ko-fi page. If you feel like you can, if you want to give a little donation um, and give a little back for all the hard work that goes into the podcast, that would be freaking awesome. And you'll also find the link to our merch store, which we are currently in the process of um, changing up a little bit. So if you have any ideas for um, new designs that you want to see or you want an an existing design on a different piece of um, apparel that we don't currently offer hit us up let us know we want to give you what you guys want but you'll find those links in the description so with that we will say thank you very much for joining us in the back seat and we'll see you next time bye guys bye bye